1: It's Dev Demetrius, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. It just had murder the streets. Her body with you, but the mind with me. You wanna lead and find a tree? Now I'm back on the streets. She finding me.
2: All right, we got Dev Demetrius jumping off the porch with us today. What it do? What it do? How you what, bro? You alright? I'm good, gang. How you feeling? Man, I'm blessed, bro. Blessed. For sure, for blessed. Sure. Can't
1: complain. Ain't gonna complain.
2: Oh, that's real. It's a yeah. pleasure to have you on the porch with us today. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for having me. No, that's real. Yeah. So how does it feel to be in the city of Atlanta? I mean, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it.
1: I love how they treat people. You know what I'm saying? I love to see blacks stick together,
2: congregate, you know, get to the bag. That's real. Yeah. Would you say your perceptions of the South changed once you have seen that black sticking together and coming together?
1: Uh yeah, it really changed, because where I come from, you know, it's it's a doggy dog world. It's different up there. It's real yes. different than the Midwest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You ain't finna see too many ones that's just gonna be out, you know what I'm saying, open and gonna try to speak to you just for anything. Like, they see you, they like, hey, what up? They ain't doing that back home. Back home, they
2: gonna eat the mug, gonna try to figure out something or something. That's what it is, but it changed my perception for real. That's real. Yeah. So how would you explain the way of life, the culture, and the people of Indianapolis?
1: Ah, man, it's it's a treacherous place. You know, but it's, it's, it's a nice place too, you know what I'm saying? It's a family, close-knit. If you rock with yours, that's who you rocking with, uh, you know? Get to the money, you know? But it's dangerous, though, if that makes sense.
2: But, you know, above all, nice place. Why do you feel people have different perception of Indianapolis? Probably because ain't no big rappers,
1: you know? They paint, see the rappers, they gonna paint the picture of where they come from. You know, you might know it's for the Indy 500, Pacers, the Colts, things like that, but you ain't, you don't really know the, the culture of the street. You don't really know that because you ain't really looking for no rappers that come from this place. Ain't nothing blue for real. So, that's probably why, in a nutshell.
2: How would you explain the streets of Indianapolis?
1: Ah, I man, they rough, they tough, you know, like, Half the time it's killer get killed. You know what I mean? Sometimes you might find yourself in a situation, you ain't having to do with it, but you gotta ride though, just cause your guy going. You know? But uh it's rough, man. It's a backdoor type city. Gotta be careful. Long story short.
2: When would you say you realize the streets can get ugly in Indianapolis? Ah, man, I've been realizing that since
1: I was born. I was born into a, trail, a real, real hectic family. So, you know, probably 10, 11, I started seeing family members die things like that.
2: I knew it was real from, from Jump Street, though. You know what I mean? At what point would you say you, yourself, jumped off the porch? Ah, myself. And I started,
1: uh, I started fighting cases at an early age at an early age uh, 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 and I had a real 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 uh tough situation that I went through to a lot of folks it'd probably be tough really to anybody it'd be tough for real I ain't gonna hold you to know that you probably never go home again and shake everybody up you know so I was probably early 20s yeah, I had a uh, attempted murder case so that was probably really the first time I started seeing that the streets really is what it is I got a situation to where I mean I can speak about this now because I don't I went to trial about it you know I got found out guilty and whatnot but you know ones play a dirty game you know they play that image like they in the street whole time they get something done to them they gonna run to the cops so that's when I found out the streets was real complex. I thought that everybody was on the wild, wild west type time. But that ain't it ain't like that. You got the ones who go and really tuck their tail and press that button and call them people. So, you know. That's when I that was
2: my first encounter where I really figured out a lot of the layers of the streets. That was real. Can you detail what happened exactly with the case and the situation?
1: Without saying a whole lot, one get hit up, you know, one get shot up and he told the folks what happened. They picked me up, sat like 13 months, went to trial, got found out guilty, came home, got blessed. That's amazing. Yeah, nah, it was amazing, it was amazing. Man, it's, it's, it's a complex story, man. But you know, without saying a lot, I ain't really with opening up to the world like that. Exactly. But at the same time, it was a blessing, bro, because you don't, you don't get chances like that to go home, you know? Especially when, when you feel like you ain't, right, you ain't wrong for doing what was, what was going on, you know, if that makes sense.
2: Would you ever think in a million years that you would be fighting an attempted murder charge after being one of the star athletes at Indiana <coughs> University? Hell no. Not in a million years, I ain't never thought I was gonna go to jail.
1: But my whole life, I was growing up. I come up in a family like this, but at the same time, you know, I got dreams and aspirations. I want to play ball, you know, but at the same time, you got this shit that's going on around you. But me personally, hell no, I never thought I was going to go to jail, sit, none of that shit.
2: Not in a million years. You couldn't have paid me to believe that. So how would you describe your childhood coming up exactly? I mean, single
1: parent household. You know, my mom, she raised us. You know, we got a, I got a lot of brothers and sisters. My pops got like 10 kids. So we don't really do the step seven and all that old shit. These my brothers and sisters. But my mom, she raised us though, you know. Pops went to the feds, I was like nine, ten years old. Moms held it down. You know, my oldest brother, he was the head of the household, you know. He really gave up all his little dreams of being a man. And, you know, hit the streets running and, and took care of us. But that's what it was though, you know what I mean? The older brother that was older than you, he was the one that raised you. So the yes. one that, you know what I mean, you know how it go. Yeah, yeah. so the one that was over me, he was a hellraiser. you know what I mean? He, <laughs> that's what he was, it's, you know what I'm saying? That was his thing, he was a cowboy, you know what I'm saying? He died in like 2014 though, God rest my man's soul. But, uh, you know, it was good though, it was cool, you know? We took care of each other. You know, it wasn't really no, no bullshit going on. We wanted them families to stick together,
2: so. That's real. Yeah. So how did all those people react once the bullshit approached them? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, my brothers, they they a lot of them they head first, you know, and then but like when when a lot of the shit started cracking off, it was like damn, this shit crazy. How is happening? Like, nah, we don't want him to go this route. We don't want this to happen to him because we done seen it happen to so many of us. So it was like a shell shot
2: at the same time. But it's what it is. That's some bullshit for real. Yeah. I feel you. At what point would you say you decided to start taking your craft and your passion for basketball serious?
1: Ah, man, I took, I took ball serious at an early age. Uh, probably like 9, 10, like 9, 10. I ended up starting to, starting to do well. I uh, started getting a couple offers, things like that. End up going to a, a different school, didn't like it. I always kept going back home, getting in trouble. End up going to another school, getting in trouble again go to another school, my brother come down. I got the guy, little guys with me. They get in trouble. So now it's like I got this I got this friction with me and the coach. Cause I'm with my people. And you know he gotta order he got to order a university and a job to do, which I understood. I just ain't like how he was carrying it, if that makes sense. But um uh, but yeah, my brother ended up getting in trouble, man, and um uh, shit from then on out it was really like everything else
2: kind of went downhill so being that you were a kid from the streets mm-hmm. in this professional establishment yeah. Yeah. how hard was it for you to adjust and you know what i'm saying you butt heads with coaches and you probably buttonheads heads with athletes and everything because they don't understand where you come from yeah so how hard was that for you to adjust and maintain it was tough bro it was
1: stressful because every day i went to practice i used to hear the, the hood jokes and you know some things like that they used to add and I, I didn't dress like them you know what I mean? They wore sweatsuits, shorts, shit like that all the time. I probably had on a dicky Fit or <laughs> some shit like that. Not for real. So, you know, they asking me them types of questions and things and whatnot. Like, man, you know, what a video at today? What a rap video at today? I'm looking at
0: cones like, what you mean with a rap video? Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
1: Yo, what the day? Nigga, I'm going to lace up. That shit was weird to me. You know, like, they used to fuck with me. Like, niggas on the team used to tell on me. Like, man, them boys treated me different, man, but it was one that stood out to me, on oh, it's my guy though. Yeah, he rocked with me heavy. They used to tell him to stay away from me. The shit that went on inside of the, inside of the, the crowds that I wasn't in, it was, I ain't never seen nothing like it. You know what I mean? At that point in time, like now that I done grew older, I done, I'm well averse with a lot of shit, but like back then I ain't seen no grown-ups playing with kids' lives like that. I had a chance to change my family life, you know that's what I mean? Real. But at the same time, you got motherfuckers behind the, behind the curtains playing, playing Puppet Master and shit. So,
2: But it, it, it ended up alright, you know what I'm saying? It was a life experience, for real. How important was it for you to finish?
1: It was real, it was real important because, you know, my mama, that's my, that's my everything. And she, she asked me to, to make it happen for her, so I
2: did, you know what I mean? It was really for her. That's real. Yeah. So fast forward back a couple years. Mm-hmm. Now we fighting this attempted murder charge. Right. You fighting for your life. You luckily by the grace of God beat the situation. By the grace but of God. But now it's different, different stories of your situation. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel to know that people can just formulate different stories about something you really went through, and only two people really know the truth? Three. Yeah, three. Yeah, God, him, and me.
1: But uh, I can't say how I feel about the situation. Cause granted, I had to go through it, but I wish I never did because I was raised on the code of if somebody did something to me, I ain't gonna involve nobody else. If I can't handle it, I'm gonna just let it be. But if I can handle it, I'm gonna try to handle it myself. I ain't finna go pick the folks in our business. I needed to see that. I needed to learn that. You know what I mean? I needed to learn it. There's different types of men out here. I like just wanted to tell you he's a stand-up stand individual, but the whole time his backbone crooked. So it was cool, you know? I, I, don't, I don't regret nothing in life, for real. Like, because if, if a motherfucker can learn something from what I went through, that was the objective. You know what I mean? I ain't gotta always have the ups. It's been down, 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 for real for me. I had ups and downs, but it's been down, 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 up, down, down, down. But at the same time, like shit, motherfucker learned something from me. I'm cool with that because I fuck with the the community. I fuck with the people.
2: I want to see motherfucker win. That's real. Yeah. So what was your mentality once you returned home? When I got home, I ain't going to lie, I was an animal.
1: You know, when you inside, you figure out who for you. And shit. I felt like a lot of motherfuckers ain't stand on what they was supposed to stand on. So I had a I had a chip on my shoulder. You know, I nigga needed to calm down for real. Shit was shit was crazy. Some unnatural shit, you know. Being bitter and mad at the world type
2: shit. And yeah, Another life experience. Then would you say you started making music? I've been making music since I was like
1: Since before school, like 18, 19, my brother had a studio. I'm watching him invest in other people. Got a whole studio built. I'm seeing the rappers come through. They doing their thing. One day, wasn't nobody in there. I just, I went in that bitch, tried my hand. Let one of the guys hear, they were
2: like, man, you need to do that. I'm like, yeah. Ever since then, it was on. Too long. Yeah. Goddamn, so talk about working with the likes of Kevin Gates, Lil Durk, Starface, you know, it's a long list. How did you even form a relationship to get in contact with these type of people that people, you know, risk their lives and their everything, They whole yeah. morals and principles trying to talk to these people? Man,
1: networking and relationships is everything in this world, and I was just so happy to be in the street, love money, couple guys with a couple phone call, a couple phone numbers, you know what I mean? So like, and then I'm real selective on who I deal with. Like if they ain't really one of the good men, like I ain't really trying to fuck with you. And I I got blessed on be able to deal with Scarface, a legend, Bum B, a legend. Dirk, you know what he's doing right now, He one of the greats. Gates, gonna go down as one of the best. You know what I'm saying? So, hi, I'm made up. My DNA, like it worked out good. Like I know I got a good, great judge of character. Being able to get in the likes and, and mix with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. What was the reaction from the people once you were putting these type of records out? Oh yeah, they loved it though. They loved it because
1: back then when I had them, I was getting them records. They was big, but they wasn't as big as they might be right now. And where where we come from, the guys don't work with people like that, you know what I mean? So, it was something new. It was like I was creating a culture, you know what I mean, for one place. Like, it's where I'm from, it's the slums, like, and that's it. like, we on some local shit, local shit. Like, niggas ain't really trying to rub elbows with the greats and all that, or even spend their money to rub elbows with the guys that's that's on. So, you know, it was
2: was dope. That's real. Hmm. Talking about
1: being one of the first artists to sell out a show in that town. Yeah, yeah, that was that was big man, that was big. Fresh out, that was huge. Like I still get emotional now just thinking about that shit cause it fucked me up how it even happened. I ain't thinking that them folks was gonna show up and show out like that. And just thinking back on it, it's, 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 it's one of them situations to where when you so relatable to the people, they don't got nothing other to do but love you or fuck with you, you know? So that's how I won in that category. Anything I'm talking about like half the time, shit, a motherfucker can be like, ah, oh, I remember that or I I know what he talking about. So just to see them folks popped out like how they did, it kind of showed the city like this shit can be
2: done. You know what I mean? It's an eye-opening. That's real. Yeah. How much of a setback would you say it was for you once you
1: had to go to the Feds? Uh, you want you want to know like it was it was it was a setback because I had I had heavy motion before I fell. It, I, it was a setback, but at the same time, I got saved by the grace of God. Though like with the pandemic, you know, the music, the rap game kind of was on a standstill for two years. So I kind of won in that category, but at the same time, in a sense, it was a blessing too. Cause now, like going to the Feds. It's a networking system. Now I know so many people from around the world. Now I can slide at to A town and I'm all right. I can rub elbows with the real, the, the, the real, the ones I need to. And uh, that motherfucker really was like a tour for me, you know, getting to meet the guys from around the world. So I can't say it was all a setback. You know, like part of it was I lost time for my family, shit like that. You know what I mean? I lost a lot of loved ones. My kids grew up without me, you know. That part hurt me the most, but other than that, it was all right. Can't say I'd do it again, though.
2: What would you say is your biggest takeaway? My biggest take from from the feds?
1: Never burning bridges, bro. Especially the ones that you can't get back across. And being on top of that if you can't rebuild that bridge like people is what run the world they ain't really the money it's the network as you do you know what i'm saying it's the systems that these folks got i took that from coming from like never want to deal with people never thinking i needed people that was my biggest take knowing that i needed somebody else you know what i mean you only got 300 minutes on the, on the telephone so you ain't finna do your bid on the phone. So the man next to you, I gotta deal with him. That was my biggest take, though, networking and relationships.
2: That's real. How did it make you feel to see, like, how much the rap game had changed? Certain things that you stand on morally and principle-wise are now being acceptable and overlooked. Yeah, man, it's crazy, right? Cause,
1: like, we come from a place of, like, and ratting really ain't cool and like now that I've, I've been looking, I've been peeping the scene, it's like, damn, they gonna, they gonna fuck with you and, and, and you told them something? I don't get that. Like, I, I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I can't, I still, I, it fucks me up sometimes to even see it, but like, I mean, they like it. That's what they like. They gonna spend their money how they wanna spend their money. I can't knock them. I'm just gonna stay on this side and do what we do. But, It's just a real, it's a real, it's a real different ballgame nowadays.
0: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
2: this is ludicrous.
0: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't
2: panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a
0: claim on the app or call us.
2: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
0: No matter how ludicrous the situation... Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
2: Mm, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane, though. I ain't on none of that shit. Would you say it's hard to make it out of Indianapolis? It's real hard, bro. It's like a crab in a bucket
1: city. You know, if it ain't your nigga who, who high, they ain't going to support you. If I don't know you, you know, shit like that, that's how it's been for a lot of people. So, you know, like, if the shit could... Be like a majority vote, like, uh, we're gonna fuck with Duke, the dude hot. Like, That's how shit happened. That's how Atlanta had they scene. That's how, you know, a lot of these other places had they scene. Like, all right, dude, 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 nice. He ain't got no bad name or nothing. we gonna try to help him. We're gonna support him. Don't none of that shit go on where I'm from. Like, you could be the dopest nigga in the world. If they people don't like you, they, I ain't with that. ain't gonna get a chance. That's how the culture been for forever, but, you know, we're gonna, we gonna break the
2: door down. No, that's real. That's We're going to break the door down. What's the biggest thing you would say you would give back to the city? Uh,
1: man, some
2: structure,
1: you know, some, some 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 unity. You know, like if you, if you, if you want a good man, like, oh I might not like your guy. Okay, that's cool. But I fuck with you. So, if he don't got that, he ain't gotta die. I don't, I don't want to backdoor your man just because I fuck with you. So, if I could get a city some structure, that's what I would want to give them because it's really, it's a dope place. It can be, you know what I mean? Like, I've been around the world where I get to be around these other cities and things like that. And the guys, they they tell me like, bro, y'all different. Like, y'all ain't no pushovers, y'all ain't soft, y'all ain't nothing. Like, I would've never even thought it was like that out there. And you know, like, man got good personality where I'm from. And we got our own lingo, got our own, a whole lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? And it ain't going to get to the world
2: unless the structure comes. Why do you feel it's important to change people's perception who came up in poverty?
1: Because a lot of folks don't get to see what poverty really is. A lot of folks don't really know what poverty is. Your poverty might be your poverty. My poverty might be my poverty. That's where perception comes from. Everybody got their own perception. Like, you might have had $100 for the week. We might have had $300 for the week. But technically, we both in poverty. But you don't understand mine though, because we got a couple more, couple more dollars than y'all got. So like, and then it's a whole nother realm of it. If one never knew nothing about poverty, he gonna deal with you in a different light. But if you come from, diff- if you come from poverty and you get to the money, now you know both sides, now you know how to handle it. So you gotta damn near not necessarily go through something, but you gotta be able to be open-minded to understand some of this shit. You know what I mean? Cause I grew up with a lot of niggas who ain't had shit. And we had a little more, right? you know what I'm saying? So I know how to treat them. Cause I actually seen buddy, goddamn getting on the bus or holes in his shoes or, you know what I'm saying? I got holes in my socks. And, you know what I mean? The water might be cut off for us today. I might pump in the house, got them the lights is off. And I actually seen the ones who got them was was having when, when young age. So I know how to deal with people. A lot of folks don't have that,
2: because they only know one thing, and be open and closed-minded. That's real. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can attest to this, but some of the smartest people in the world are in jail. Yeah. Yeah, they brilliant. You know why though? I'm gonna tell you why though.
1: Ones in the world probably got maybe 30 minutes of downtime if you got something going on, even if you don't got nothing going on. A man in prison, bro, he got 24 hours a day if he ain't sleeping to research, read a book, learn from the man that's next to him who's trying to teach him something, sit up and go through self-checks, you know what I'm saying, check yourself, and then on top of that, you ain't got nothing but time to think. So when you working that brain like that, that's when the intelligence be popping in and out here in the world, you just wanna go. You ain't think about reading no books, you ain't thinking about none of that shit. So, you know, and then on top of that shit that's where all the masterminds is. That's why they call them what they call them. You know, it all the niggas who started all the scams, all the niggas who was teaching, you know, all this shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. But that's just what they knew.
2: They that's actually from smart they niggas. They just came from a fucked up situation or place. Intelligent, bro. Yeah.
1: Intelligent, you know what I mean? And then to the point to where, like, it ain't even that they did a crime. They probably just went about it the wrong way that it made it a crime, if that makes sense to you. Like, the government, the government got ways to where, to where they can say one thing is a crime, but in another instance, it's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like with the marijuana trade. Yeah, I get it, you gotta have a license in and things like that to sell it, but shit, like I don't get the difference. So you got these people making billions of dollars because they selling it out of store, and you got these guys making a million, they selling it out of house. To me, what's the
2: difference? No, that's some real shit. You know? So what's some of the things you feel we can teach some of the kids across the hoods to show them that you ain't gonna end up like this. If you can just learn this, you can apply that hustle somewhere else. Man, I would like to teach him about ego.
1: You know, not caring about what somebody else think. Or letting them know that the man next to you, just because he ain't your family or he might not be in a squad, shit, he's still like you. You know, like, that was the biggest thing I learned about other cultures. If the Mexicans came in the pod, they ain't got no dude, they don't got to be his family, they ain't got to be in the same gang, cartel, nothing. He got a bag, he gonna eat, and he with them, and he got a seat, as long as he a good man. The niggas, they gonna eyeball you, ask where you from, they don't wanna fuck with you, they gonna see you starve, they gonna give you a phone call or nothing. The whites, they the same way. We the only culture that don't stick together. If we stuck together and didn't care about what my mans thought about, that or this or whatever, we
2: will
1: win. If I could breathe breed that into them, then that'd be, that'd be the lick.
2: No, that's real. Let's talk about the project you just dropped not too long ago, Million yeah. dollars scars. Yeah, it mean all scars. Yeah, mean and all scars, man, that's, that's,
1: that's, that's, that's my baby. That's my uh, my emotional support, you know, that's like how I, how I let it all out. Because I went through a lot of trauma in the last five years as far as losing my brother, my best friend, two of them, you know what I mean? Grandfather. My father was, which is my son's grandfather, you know what I mean? He kind of raised me as my, my pops really wasn't around. So. This was the only male figure that I had, so I'm doing. I'm going through all these things, going through all these raw emotions, sitting in a cell. You know, and like that shit really it wear and tear on you, especially when you a family, close knit type person. So me and all the scars is really how I articulated, you know, without without saying detail how I really feel or whatever, as far as opposed to me writing it down or putting it in a book. I got it in CD form. You know what I mean? Anytime I would go through my emotions, I would get on that on that pad and write something down, and that's what came out.
2: What is it that you want listeners to take from that project?
1: Oh, man, I want listeners to really learn me at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Learn, like, what I come from, what, what I go through, who I am. And, uh, Try to take something from it, like it ain't always bad times. Good times do come, too. Just be able to weather, the storm, throughout the mix of this shit. You know what I mean? Cause I I ain't gonna lie to you. I used to wake up in the same spot for years. And be like, God damn, this shit ain't over with. I finally got it over though, you know, like, I was just in government issues. Now, nigga, Icy, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's, it's a blessing, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a gift and a curse. I just want once to know, like, if you down now, shit, it gonna it last forever. Like, as long as you want to do something about it, you can do something about it. Just stay righteous. What else
2: are you working on besides music? Music, man, besides that, man, I'm really rebuilding
1: with my kids and my family, the ones I lost connection with. And I mean, real with you. Like the business stuff is cool, but really, like I'd rather get them ties back with the ones that I really had them with. You know, like that's that's what I've been on. If yep, I got I got a lot of kids, man, that that need me, so I have just been trying to rebuild with them.
2: Why do you feel it's important to have a solid support system? Man, it's so it's so
1: it's so important because a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? Like. It's important because a person can get way further with people than without people. It's like that African proverb, like they say, if you want to go far, I'll go with many. If you want to go somewhere fast, go by yourself. Like, nah, I'm trying to go somewhere for for real, for real. I want this shit to be big. So, like, I need mines. You know what I mean? It's imperative that I come show you love, so I know that you are. And you know that you are, 'cause because you know somebody like me love you. And we with you. You know somebody with you. Yeah, you might, you might be ready to go to battle by yourself, get this bag. But if you know somebody that's same as you, you're going to go twice as hard.
2: No, that's real. Yeah. What would you say is the most important thing you learned over your time in the streets, your time in prison, and your time free as a reform man?
1: Uh. I can say uh, most important thing everything's gonna be all right don't panic you never let them see you sweat over time man love gonna conquer hate that's what I really 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 take to now like I ain't forcing shit on nobody, no situation, nothing like as long as I got the patience, I know I can work it out. Real. That's one of the biggest things. Any last words and shout-outs? Man, you know, shout out to the whole squad, man. RSF and M, man. It's a new money thing. Shout out to Dirty Club Bastard. I appreciate y'all for having me.
2: Appreciate you, brother. The city, much.
1: you know. Nap. God damn it, we back. Go stream that meeting all the scars. It's out. You know, and hold it down. Shout out to all the guys, man, behind the bar, you know, Fizz, 28 State. You
2: know who you is. You know, I ain't finna say a whole lot of names, but I love you. Yeah. Real spill. Dev yeah. Demetrius, we appreciate having you on the porch with us today, gang. I appreciate you, family. Gang. Yeah. Just it just had to get me, murder the streets. Her body with you, but the mind with me. You wanna
1: lead and find a tree. now I'm back on the streets. She finding me. Uh.